WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, Cy? Let's look at this thing from a uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. What am I going to do? Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. All right, what have we done here on this Wednesday afternoon in the Cuse in central New York? All around the 315, we've uh, talked about the game tonight. Cuse and Virginia Tech. Tip time, 7 in the Dome this evening. We'll have full post-game coverage for you. Right here at 9 o'clock, myself, Devo, Coach Bay on press conference, your calls, all that good stuff. You know the drill. Uh, we've we've told you why Hunter Couture is pretty darn important for Virginia Tech. Uh, we'll see uh, if he is going to play in the ball game tonight. He's missed the last three all-close losses for the Hokies. And we've told you analytically by the numbers, uh, perhaps Malik Brown's actually playing a little bit better than Benny Williams right now. We'll see how that plays out uh, tonight in the Dome with Benny's presumed return from illness that cost him the Virginia game over the weekend. So that is uh, all looking forward to tonight. A guy that if you're watching the game on television tonight, you'll be hearing his voice. He is Tom Wormy, Syracuse grad, who's on the call tonight. You can watch that game on Yes Network locally here in the Cuse. Uh, Tom, welcome in. Good to have you back at your old stopping grounds, as always. It's always great to come back and be able to call a game at the Dome, and we should have a fantastic game tonight. Take a look at what these teams average scoring-wise. Brian, it's about... Three-tenths of a point that separates them, so we'll see. All right, I say if they're separated by three-tenths tonight, I, I figure that means we're going to have a pretty good game because uh, that, that, <laughs> that, that, that's hard to pull off. So, we'll, uh, But it, it does feel like we're going to get a, a close game tonight. And, you know, Tom, we're looking at it. It's uh, Virginia Tech. They're coming in. They've lost four in a row. But, man, they easily could have won any or all of the games. The Orange trying to bounce back from this Virginia game. You, you talk about, you know, okay, which team needs the game more? Which, which team is more desperate coming in? Now, I'd say that might be a coin flip here as we go into it tonight. Yeah, I'm sure you've already touched upon the fact that they've played four very close games, including the OT loss to Boston College where Couture was injured. He hurt his elbow kind of on an awkward fall. And then they've had some close games um, after that, including last Saturday against NC State. And so who needs it more? Hmm. You know, if you look at last year, Virginia Tech, they started their conference schedule 2-7 and seven mm-hmm. and ended up with a seventh seed at the tournament. And now I sh- I'm sure Coach Mike Young would say we would uh, rather not lose five in a row and then miss the first of three straight on the road. And the next two opponents, by the way, Virginia and Clemson, both on the road. And we saw Virginia last night beat North Carolina without Baycott as he got injured early. And we know what Clemson's been able to do, right, with their – veteran play mm-hmm. undefeated in conference play. So yes, they were two and seven last year. They won the tournament. <laughs> so I, you know, you hate to say that somebody absolutely needs it. I, I almost lean towards Syracuse a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's one of these games. Tom. It feels like, especially this year in the league and you look at it and, 
Yeah, I I don't know. Like, you know, I think Miami and Clemson are pretty good. Virginia's pretty good. I don't know who's great and who's terrible. Like, it feels like a pretty big mishmash. Like, the home court games feel even even more vital this year than they they might in a normal year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, obviously Louisville is having its struggles, but the last game, last week, uh, a week ago, I called Miami at Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would have thought that Miami would just run away with that game. Well, Norchad O'Meara got into foul trouble, so he was limited. He still scored in double digits, and Isaiah Wong had a very tough game. And I think Miami made five threes on over 30 attempts as a team. Wow. So you just, you know, you just don't know. And then I turn around and do Georgia Tech at Florida State on Saturday, and Florida State gives Leonard Hamilton win number 600, and they breeze to victory in the second half. So anybody's guess is. Is pretty good. Now, I will say that Georgia Tech game, notwithstanding for Miami, that that is a good team, and I think they've really used some momentum from a season ago as well when they went to the Elite Eight. You know, I'm looking at this league, Tom. You've covered this league for a long time. You know, you look around. It, we're so used to seeing, like, man, Carolina is great. Or, you know, often Duke is great. Or in many years recently, man, Virginia is legitimately like a top five team in the country. Like I'm looking around the league right now. I don't know if I see any of that. I think I might be more of what you're saying. I think there's like a lot of pretty good teams. Right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of good teams. I don't know if I see a great team in the league this year. I mean, Pitt and Clemson were playing the other day for the top of the standings and an undefeated start to the conference schedule. Right. So now I, I know a lot of people who know a lot about the league. Nobody said that prior to the start of the league. So, and all credit in the world to, to Capel and Brownell for coaching those two teams. But, uh, you know, if you can position yourself decently as the season moves along, we, we aim towards Greensboro in the tournament. Um, <laughs> I mean, things look, look, look to be really wide open, you know, outside of the teams that are struggling at the bottom of the, of the standings. But I, it's just such an enjoyable conference to be involved with and, the games are so entertaining, and I, I think tonight should fall right in line with that, especially with, uh, you know, looking at the numbers. You know, Syracuse has dominated Virginia Tech at home, mm-hmm. but lost at Castle Coliseum last season where Justin Mutz had a triple-double. So great performances are always just around the corner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Mutz was uh, unbelievable in that game uh, last year. And, you know, looking at how this might go down tonight – not that he's going to have a triple-double again, but it figures in many ways, and maybe it will, I mean, it figures in many ways to be the key to the game, right? Because he, he was able to get to the free-throw line and just picked apart Syracuse's own last year basically every which way he wanted. Like, I can't imagine Mike Young's going to change the game plan all that much after he saw that last year. No, but he does. He's had to account for Couture. Now, I will say this. Um, they have a freshman who's been unable to play for the whole season because of an ankle injury, uh, Rodney Rice. And he may be able to alleviate some of the pressure from Padula, who, by the way, he's third in the league in scoring, wow. over 17 points per game. Um, Padula last year scored about five points per game. Now, is he playing more minutes? Is he more getting more shots up? Well, yeah. But it's like he's had a lot of – he's fifth in the league, by the way, Brian. Uh, just over 17 points per game. But – if you can get a, get him freed up a little bit more, maybe not have so much responsibility, because uh, that's what he's really had to do in the last several games. I had the Virginia Tech game at Wake Forest, which was part of the losing streak, and that was right after Couture had gotten hurt. And again, 
came right down to the, the end of that game, and uh, Wake Forest was able to get a couple of offensive rebounds. So I, I think that uh, Padula will be a factor, but if they can, if Rice is expected to be the first guy off the bench. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That, that's what we're, we're hearing out of Virginia Tech, that legitimately, from the sound of it, like after your first timeout on television tonight, I think yeah. after the timeout we expect him to literally make his collegiate debut, and he's a, a top 50 recruit. They, that's quite a scene to be in, right? Like your your first game in college of a guy that, I mean, he's one of the biggest, you know, statistically anyway, recruits the Hokies have ever had. And all right, here you go. Welcome to college. You're in the Dome. Uh, you're yeah. in the game, and good luck to you. Well, you know, and he'll see his friend uh, Judah Mintz as well because they played some AAU together, from right. what I understand, um, in the D.C. area. So, and, yeah, that's quite a stage. But, and the Dome, too. I mean, I, I was there when Virginia Tech walked in today, and as we said, they haven't had much success. They're 7-1 and one at the Dome. They did win in 2020. So, uh, you know, Coach Young's uh, the start of his career as far as coaching Virginia Tech after 17 years at Wofford mm-hmm. in Spartanburg, South Carolina. But, uh, yeah, it's quite a stage. And, I, I, like I said, I think tonight's going uh, to be fantastic. I'm working with Terrence Oglesby, who was a standout player at Clemson, but never played in the Dome. And when he walked in, very wide-eyed. He had, he's worked there because he was an assistant with Coach Brownell at Clemson. He was uh, shooting the video. He was video coordinator. And so <laughs> he knows. He mentioned the the, um, the the video position from behind the island of of seats, but uh, he'd never played there, so he was he was quite impressed. Uh, yeah, the the video position uh, for that job, the, the team's video coordinator, hasn't changed. You, now you just have a giant uh, scoreboard over your head. If That's you're right. right. You, you got giant gigantic televisions and speakers over your head up there yeah. now that would not have been there a few years ago. All right, Tom, uh, Tom Warby's our guest. And uh, Tom, uh, what are you getting the sense of Couture? I mean, he's missed the last three games. It's an elbow thing. It, it sounded like, like this shoot around today was going to be pretty important to, to figuring out if he's going to play tonight. So the, the injuries to his left elbow, he shoots with his right. He didn't touch a basketball and I don't, that's not breaking news. He just didn't, he was not involved. He was in sweats. He was in, uh, you know, he was not in uniform, clearly. Now, Virginia Tech does play at Virginia. Uh, they do not play Saturday, which actually kind of might work in their favor as far as Couture's return. Gotcha. I heard mumblings, and, I, you know, I certainly don't want to put anything out there that they don't want out there, but I think they would expect that he might have a chance to come back. And I, again, I don't think this is breaking news, but when they travel to Virginia, because that's the middle of their three game, three game road swing. And then they have to be their home against Duke. And then end of the month, 28th home against Syracuse. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. The, the orange schedule here is weird. I mean, they've got two Virginia and two Virginia tech games, basically in the span of like three and a half weeks. It's all kind of switched yeah. into your, uh, to the middle and end of January, so that that's kind of unusual how it, it lays out. But but Couture, I mean, wh- whether or not he goes tonight, time like he's so big for them, right? We had Jerry McNamara uh, on the previous show here, Orange Nation today, and he's like, yeah, man, like he went. We all know this, but like he was the best player when they won the ACC tournament last year. Everyone yeah. knows how good he is. I mean, whether or not he can go tonight, like the long term thing's got to be way more important for a Virginia Tech season than one game. Yeah, I really do not. I don't think he'd be available tonight based on what I observed today okay. in practice. I don't, I really, 
he didn't he didn't shoot the basketball at all, and he was just observing, you know, talking to his teammates, that kind of thing. Now the guy has made two hundred three pointers in his career, and if you remember, he was a Wofford recruit, and he yeah. came with Mike Young when Coach Young left Wofford after almost two decades in the Southern Conference. So uh, once he he adapted to the stage quite well. So maybe Coach Young has a way of working in those younger guys, and you might see uh, a spark from Rice tonight as well. Uh, they've got a three-point shooter in Bazilli, a transfer from Wright State, mm-hmm. who's played a ton of basketball. I mean, it's an experienced team. Mutz, Mutz, by the way, has he's working on a second undergrad degree at Virginia Tech and already has two graduate degrees. Mm. I mean, the guy is is incredibly intelligent and obviously has that's transferred onto the basketball court for him also. Yeah. I always like the guys that take that COVID year and realize they can actually, you know, the, the schooling thing is a pretty good deal when you get the scholarship. Why not, I mean, why not? Yeah. But, uh, so we got a lot of experience in our game tonight, but well, you know, like we talked about, we'll see some young faces as well. All right. Uh, lastly, Tom, before we let, let you get to it, we'll be seeing you on our sure. TVs tonight at seven. What, what do you make of the orange? Cause uh, here we are. And I don't know if we know what to make of the orange yet. So what, what, what's your, well, uh, your thoughts on them going into tonight? So I did the game against, uh, Colgate. Right. Earlier this season. In fact, the second game of the year. And uh, as we know, Colgate, you know, they tied their school high for made threes. Was it 16, 17, 19, whatever it was? I think they made 19. It was plenty. It It was was enough. (laughs) Yes. It was ridiculous. And um, and then the the win at Notre Dame, I thought, was very important to kind of turn things around. And as we saw, it led to a five-game winning streak. Now, they didn't. Uh, the, the quality, the level of play, it wasn't the top tier of the ACC, but those are still wins that you that you needed. And they have, prior to the Virginia game, had won seven of eight, right, Brian? So yep. um, I really think tonight is very, very important. Then you've got Notre Dame at home, and they just got their first conference win, right? Yeah. So when they played last night, um, so... I think win the next two. They had to go to overtime with Georgia Tech. So the next two, I think, are critical. They really are. And I don't know what Coach would say about it. It's a long, it's a long season, but it is halfway through. So, well, you know, I, I can tell you, he'd say, you know, we're focusing on one game at a time, and uh, there are no must-win games and all that stuff. We know, what he, we know what he'd say about it. But uh, we get to say other stuff, and and that's much more fun. All right, uh, Tom, yeah. we'll be uh, we'll be watching tonight. Enjoy it in the dome as always, and uh, thanks for hopping on here today for a few minutes. I really appreciate you having me on, and you know what it means to the Syracuse grads to come back and work here. And the call will be 50-50, I guarantee, but it, it is always wonderful uh, to be back here and to be back on campus. All right, Tom, appreciate the time, and uh, enjoy it tonight at the Dome. That is uh, Tom Wormy. You can watch him this evening up and down the ACC footprint. Here in the Cuse, you can catch the game on the Yes Network. With that, we'll take a break. 411 in the 315 with Matt is next. Tom Casale, Action Network at 330. That's the plan for the next few minutes here on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.